Sports Arena. It is Extreme Ryan's, your weekly look into the world of extremes. We look at ECW Hardcore TV from episode one all the way to 401 of every pay per view and special in between. You've got myself, Paul, and I'm joined as always by Jay. What is happening, Jay? Um, it's 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 time to talk again, and I think in between is a really good way of summing up what we're watching at the moment. This is in between them. Um, this week we're looking at episodes 328 and 329 from August 1999 ECW Hardcore TV. Um, yeah, definitely feels like a bit of filler. There's loads of crazy stuff coming up with people coming and going in the next few sort of weeks, months. But um, at the moment, we're definitely in a I think the most transitional phase I think we've sort of felt at the moment. Yeah. Um, yeah. I mean, we'll talk about it as we go through, but it, 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 you know, we, we, we've often said about, um, uh, you know, that the, the, they seem to kind of sometimes time their TV uh, and their pay-per-views wrong. Yeah. So they end up with a couple of holding patterns mm. style, shows in the middle there somewhere just kind of treading water um and and with stuff going on it feels very much like that's where they are currently um but but we will talk about that at length as we wander through uh what is or is not happening exactly perfect so we start off the 8th of august 1999 episode 328 this show kicks off with um jerry lynn beating up jason um really bizarre match but it happened didn't take yep. long before the impact players hit the ring attacking just incredible uh, beating them up like they have been doing in recent weeks the standout from this was um they actually said their catchphrase sort of the correct way i guess for the first yeah yeah um you know they are they are officially kind of uh you know, the impact players that we remember, yeah, uh, which is amazing. Um, but yeah, I mean, it's um, a continue to beat down. I think uh, I, I, I didn't think Jerry Lynn sold it incredibly well. No. Um, but, uh, you know, some, some brutal cane shots, as you would expect, um, beat down. Loved uh, that... Um, Jason managed to kind of slide himself into shot for the last bit. Um, yeah, it was, uh, you know, they're, they're keeping it hot. They're keeping it uh, uh, focused on that angle. Well, exactly. I mean, like we said, like in recent weeks, um, impact players just keep going from strength to strength for what they're doing. Um, Jerry Lynn seems to be the few that sort of suits them. At the moment, because they get to beat them down and have amazing matches for the payoff. So it's sort of a win-win with that. But um, yeah, not bad start to the show. We then got a bit that I really did enjoy that we haven't seen before. And by the looks of things, by next week, we probably will never see again. They did a rundown of what was on tonight's show. Yes. And um, I didn't mind it. It felt different. It felt kind of um, sort of fresh. And I think for a company that would have been trying to you know, grab eyes at the time, I thought it was actually a decent kind of way of doing a pre-taped show. I agree. I mean, it's, it, it, it kind of wanders close to spoilery with some of the stuff that they were talking about. 
Yeah. Um, but I don't quite know how that kind of falls and plays, to be honest. Um, so yeah, it was it was uh, it was an interesting way of of uh, you know setting up what's coming in. Definitely. Uh, Styles is in the ring. He welcomes us to ECW like he does most weeks. They have an in-ring interview too with Bulls and Spike Dudley, who basically challenge anyone, really. Yep. Open challenge. The only caveat is it needs to be an old-fashioned death match. Falls count anywhere. Blah, 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 blah. Um, music hits, and this brings out a returning Axel Rotten. He comes out, and I've got to be honest, I really enjoyed um, this segment. I do love an Axel Rotten promo. There's, there's, there's something about him. Yeah, absolutely. And, and you know, the, the, the history between the two was um, a regular... I mean, you know, I, I, I will apologise. I will, I will take this time to apologise because a while ago, um, you know, they lost to the Dudleys, and if they lost to the Dudleys, you know, they... they promise to the hell you know we'll fight each other um and and you know we've we've said since and i've said since you know what happened to that Did, was that just not on tv was that yeah you know, it just seemed to be dropped off um and here we are you know this is them making good on it um so whilst i don't understand the, the, the delay and you know there's no conversation about why there was a delay um you know they they've they've made good on the promise so I, I i cannot in any way shape or form argue uh with that yeah no i don't think you can i mean like i said i think yeah Rotten came out had a great promo um obviously the history is there of them being friends and tag team partners obviously did mention like you said that they were going to fight they questioned who his tag team partner was done he did an amazing intro um the crowd were absolutely going mental and um yeah new jack made a return so we've got um axel and new jack in sort of a, a fresh team um, but a, a decent team. I mean, they're not. I don't think they'd be long term, but for this occasion, I think it um, worked well. Well, you know, spoilers, but they set up a feud. Yeah, that's true. Um, the match itself, just ridiculous, it, uh, crazy. Joe right. Styles said afterwards, it's probably the most craziest match he's ever seen in ECW. I don't necessarily agree with that, but it is definitely. Um, an insane match. I think on TV, possibly. Yeah, I mean the guys out there all seem to be having a lot of fun. Um, they're just just loving it. They literally they gave it everything. They left it all out there. We did get a flaming table spot at the end as Bulls put Axel through the table for the free and retaining. Um, mental, and then um, a little bit after the match as well. Yeah. So. Um... The, the, the flaming table spot was uh, pretty brutal, um, possibly a little bit too much um, lighter fluid on it because it didn't go out as as Axel got smashed through it. Um, in, in fact, he, he you know pretty much caught a light um, and and the uh, was was doused with water uh, after he rolled around trying to put the the fire out. Um, uh, and then after that, you know, they do the respect angle uh, and then the turn and uh, they beat up the, um, uh, the, the the tag champs. Yeah, that's sort of, um, 
It does. It does continue. I mean, it looks. Um, like I said it's decent. Four, four decent ECW sort of originals for um, this feud. So, be interesting to see how it goes. It's one of those ones where you could easily think they could flip the titles. Yes. I mean, it's believable that Axel or New Jack will beat Balls and Spike. So, yeah. Especially decent. with the conversations about you know it just not quite working for. Balls and Axel, them never just being able to kind of do that last little bit and and win uh, the big one. Um, no. So you, you you kind of are led to sort of believe that maybe, just maybe, this could be something. Yeah, no, hundred um, percent. Yeah, it's good. I thought, yeah, decent match to sort of kick it off. We then get. What do we have next? Oh, um, so it just randomly cut to the Dudley boys sort of brawling with the impact players. Yeah. So basically, was it Devon yes, was in a yes. match against Lance Storm? Yep. And it just kind of escalated into Just Incredible coming out and Bubba coming out. And then it sort of went into a six man match. Yeah. Um, so. The Impact players, because they're arseholes, pick Jerry Lynn as their partner. Yep. The Dudley boys refuse to pick a partner, so a partner is picked for them. And it just so happens to be RVD. Yep. Um, so that's the match. So the six-man tag match that they've just built up is the Impact players and Jerry Lynn yep. versus the Dudley boys and RVD. Yep. What's the match we get? <laughs> the match we get is um, wasn't Kamala too there? Yes, Uganda. Yeah, I think he was called Kamala too, and it sort of kicked off, and that's changed his name sharpish, didn't they? Yeah, but um, yeah, this was so bizarre. Yeah, just I, I don't know how else to really describe it. It wasn't even a match; you just sort of just got shown. Almost like a, a sequence. The yeah, a sequence of RVD and Jerry Lynn, and it sort of then just cuts out, and they start, that's it, that's done. And then it sort of jumps yeah. to another highlights. And that's the thing. It was it was the weirdest wait and switch. I don't know if that's the right. I don't even know if it was that. But um, yeah, no, it 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 wasn't. It wasn't that. It wasn't what we were just told we were getting. And suddenly there is a Kamala-style guy who's obviously been wrestling because his his paint's been uh, worn off. Yeah. Um, yeah. And 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 we're off. And it's it's the bits like that that make it so strange. Because you're like, yep, I'm with you. Yep, it's building. Yep, I can see. Yep, that's great. Yep. Oh, where, 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 where have we gone? The thing is, it's strange watching it back 20 years later. Watching it at the time, I think you'd be like bamboozled. Yeah. Because you yeah. wouldn't really know what's, what's going on. You'd be so confused. You really would be. Then we've started this. We've cut in the middle of this. It's led up to this. We've now got this, but we're not actually getting the match. We're just getting a quick bit of this. 
and then we jump into something else. You think you could have just shown? Yes. Just that could have just been the main event, that six man match. It's not that precious that you couldn't show it on TV. You know, they could have just said that's the main event tonight or something, and then you at least would have known where you stood. Um, but instead, and if for whatever reason that wasn't the match and they didn't have that match, then just don't yeah. say it. Well, yeah, basically. You could have, it was um, really sort of crazy. It's like they went through it, like I said, they suddenly realized they didn't have the footage, so they spiced in St. Kells and had they got away with it. Um, we then went to the Dudley boys sort of arguing with um, Joe Gertner in the ring. And end up hitting him with a 3D. So what I loved about this, again, not not being able to watch the TV um, over here in the UK, is for me, Joe Gertner's neck brace was just a continual thing. Um, and just, you know, just like D'Lo's chest protector and various other things, you know, just never healed. It's always in a neck brace, never healed after... Um, was it Dreamer or Franchise or? Um, I can't even remember who hurt his neck now all that time ago. I want to say Dreamer. I want to say Dreamer. Um, but yeah, so, you know, all that time ago. Um, it's only watching this this week that you see Joel Gertner very proudly take the neck brace off only then to be 3D'd like two segments later, therefore re-injuring his neck. Yeah, no, that's... Um, weird. I thought that was... That, yeah, it was weird. And it was it was, it was was funny that they're sort of like the moment he lost it, so I had to put it back on again. But so, um, it, it, I didn't even realise that we were teasing the Dudley boys going to split up. No, and, you know, they've teased the Dudley boys splitting up. Yep. Um, but we we hadn't teased the, 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 the Gertner splits before. And I can only imagine, um, you know, to my, my original point about, you know, this feeling like a lot of waiting and whatever else, it feels like they are just a few weeks away from their network cable debut. And therefore, they're trying to kind of keep their powder dry until that comes in. So, you know, we've got the pay-per-view coming up. We've got the network debut. So, actually, let's not pace things up too much. Let's, let's you know, fill a shows, fill a shows, fill a shows, because we're getting to those. And it feels like, you know, the decision had been made for Joel Gertner to be the, uh, the second commentator on, um, uh, on, on the TNN show, uh, yeah. because for whatever reason, it's, it's a two-man booth for that one. Um, so there was obviously a decision to take him out of the active position and putting him in. Um, so obviously, you know, the Dudleys 3D him and they write him off, which is fine apart from, and we've not played this in a while, but Dudley boys turn on Joel Gertner, 3D him. Dudley boys, face or heel? I think they're teasing face. For a monster hill before they leave. I think. I don't... But in this, I don't know. But it's almost like. But are, are you a face for taking out Joe Gertner? Or is Joe Gertner a face? Well, this is the thing. If, I mean, and they've, they've 
they have. They've teased these things before. Um, who was it that they were beating up that, that Gertner and Sign Guy were, were trying to stop? Was it Dreamer, maybe? Um, seems to be my answer for every question tonight. Um, yeah, I think it may have been Dreamer that they were, were trying to destroy. Um, and, and, you know, Sign Guy was, and, and Joel Gertner was kind of like that, that. Oh, no, it was. No, it couldn't have been balls. But no, so I think it was Dreamer. So they've done this bit where, where you know, Joel Gertner has kind of done the whole too far, you know, yeah. shit, this is going too far kind of thing. So you could have easily had him do something like that. Yeah. So at least you had the sympathy for when they then hit him. Um, but this was, this was, this just felt a little bit quick. Um, we didn't get to see much of what led to this breakup. They're just, you know, pissed off in the ring and that's the end of it. So it's all very weirdly earned. Um, and therefore, yeah, you know, is this Gertner's face turn because he's been beaten up by the Dudleys or is it the Dudleys face turn because they've turned on Joe Gertner yeah it's kind of um, it's bizarre I guess it feels more like the Dudleys have turned because Gertner was begging them not to there's not like sort of Joe Gertner sort of slapped him or you know did something and tried to attack him and then was beaten up. I, I think as he was like begging them not to, I think it's sort of more the Dudley boys. I don't know. I just don't know. To be honest. No, then there's not an answer. Um, not not for we'll us at least. Out. Yeah, we'll find out this week at least anyway. Uh, so that happens. We then got the next match, which was Tajiri versus Little Guido. Um, Guido continues to be built up. Um, like we've seen in recent sort of weeks. Tajiri obviously is getting built up. I've seen him coming off the main event with Taz and that feud seems to be going on. Uh, forever the growth in this character, um, Tajiri, that is at the moment. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, and another first um, appears uh, in this exchange. It's true. Um, what do you think about these two? I mean, obviously, the, the chemistry is not up to a Tajiri crazy level, but it's not it's not horrendous. I think it, it felt like it was never a real match. It was just a stepping stone to get into a bunch of angles. Yeah, and I think that was my my problem with it in the sense of, you know, their chemistry is you know, pretty good. They've been having pretty good matches. Um before Tajiri's heel turn, they were, you know, doing some great stuff. Um, uh, this feels like a drastic step down, though, um, given the last match we saw him against was the world champion. Yeah. Um, and from that, and I know it was all kind of, you know, as you said, you know, setting up a million angles and all the rest of it. But from that, it felt... Um, Strange to see him going back to being competitive with little Guido after being competitive with Taz. 
Yeah, no, massively. Kind of one of those weird kind of um, seven shades of, you know, if so if, if Tajiri is competitive with Taz, and Tajiri is competitive with Little Guido, does that mean that Little Guido and Taz would have a competitive match? But this is where it's like, this is where we said before, it, it's crazy. I'm all for Tajiri having great matches with Guido. Super you know, crazy? Yeah. <laughs> um, we sort of, you know, love to watch the series stuff and all that, but then it's sort of, um, like I said, it makes no sense to sort of put, unless, I don't know, you just have to make him a killer at the moment, surely. Yeah. Put him against a nobody. Put him against, like, an enhancement talent and all this. I mean, Greedo being Greedo wasn't, wasn't a part of this. I mean, only in sort of the verbal onslaught from Carino afterwards, was it sort of almost like anything? But I don't think it was really needed. So the match, it was fine. Um, Carino victory and all that come out. Um, Tommy DeVito gets involved and he's obviously part of the team now. Before he goes yeah. Comes to Baldy. It feels like that's going to be like a, a 30 second thing and then he goes off. Yeah, well, he's always pretty much written out straight away, wouldn't he? But um, yeah, so he's involved. They're basically beating up the FBI, saying, you want to be hardcore, you want to be this, you want to be straight. And yeah, I, I liked it. I thought it was good, um, good sort of little thing, sort of getting some nice heat then, sort of verbally start attacking uh, Tommy Dreamer, who ends up at the Eagle's Nest. Um, just hanging out. Just, you know, sitting next to Francine, who I, I, I'm, Sad has just nothing to do at the moment. Um, yeah, it's um, it's so weird, like you said, like all of it. Because, um, where does anyone uh, like Karina's doing great stuff on the work and the mic and all this, and but um. It's it's one of those where like who's he feuding with? He's feuding with everyone. Yeah, but it's not. Again, it's like it's it's different because uh, when when you had the invasion, yeah, and you had um, obviously the WWF um, ECW invasion. It very felt like it was WWF versus everyone as a collective group. Not. RVD from the WWF versus Taz versus Tommy Dreamer. And this just feels like even though Taz is having the matches with Tajiri, it's still all based around him trying to get his hands on Carino. Yeah, I mean, which isn't an, an awful place to be. It's but not. it's, again, the, it's the, the, the ECW the thing of, yeah, and then they're already off on the next one. Yes, I'm saying, but then Carino's already feuding with Tommy Dreamer as well. Yeah. So it just gets all a bit crazy. Uh, so basically, Torment, Torment, Tommy Dreamer runs down with Francine. Um, they do get into a brawl. Tommy Dreamer and Francine end up getting the upper hand. Uh, Francine gets the green mist from Tajiri, which I think is a great spot. So I thought the, the, the figure fours were an interesting choice. Yeah. Yeah. Just given, so, you know, Tommy Dreamer and Francine both put Jack Victory and, and Steve Carino into figure four leg locks. Um, and I just thought that was an interesting choice, bearing in mind um, 
it's it feels very traditional and Ric Flairy to me for one of their guys to do it. And and you know I, I I'm very well aware that it's not just Ric Flair that's you know used the figure four. He wasn't anywhere near the first to use the figure four. He's not been the last to use the figure four. But um, just with the history of of and what this organization time, is, especially at that time as well. Yeah, you know, it would be purely associated with Flair really during the Monday Night War. Well, or... Double J would would be desperately trying to get it over, but oh, he just stroke, didn't he? Yeah, but yeah, no, I, yeah, totally, hundred percent. But um, yeah, no, it's interesting. That's winning, obviously. Green Mist, they get the upper hand. They start to beat them down, which again is great. The crowd starts sort of chanting for Taz. Uh, Taz come out. They all clear the ring, apart from Tommy Dreamer once again holds on to um, Devito's leg, like he did with. Um, the Tarantula at the pay-per-view. Yeah. This then allows Taz to come in, um, beat him up. Um, put him through a table. Put him through a table. Crino grabs the mic and says, catch me if you can. Keep the title if I let you. Which I think Taz actually popped for, to be honest. Yeah, it was good. Because he was sort good. of like, he had a little smile and he was like, no, fuck you. You're not using my catchphrase. I'll show you how it's done. So, um, yeah, I thought that was quite funny. And um, that's how the show ended. Yeah. Which then took us to episode 329, uh, 15th of August, 1999. We got everything that happened from Carino and Dreamer last week. We then got um, Jazz versus, yeah, Jazz versus Jason from Heatwave 99. We then got Nova and Chetty versus Dorian and Roadkill from Heatwave 1999. This is like half of the show, maybe more gone already. Yeah. And I mean, that's about a month away, a month ago now at this point. Yeah. So I, I'm lost as to why um, this, this was the thing here. I, I don't quite understand why why this was the show to bring apart from the fact, as I said, uh, we're stalling, brother. Well, yeah, it is. I mean, like I said, jazz, nothing's going on with jazz since. No. Really no reason not to have her on TV. I mean, she won. It wasn't like she was embarrassed and... All this shit. She won the match, so I thought that's weird that she's not back yet. Uh, we then get, did get a new match: Nova and Chetty versus a debuting Simon Diamond. Uh, came out, came to the ring. Obviously, got the Simon Says bit in there. Asked one of the guys by the side from the be tag team partner. They got the ring. He's like, ah, I didn't say Simon Says. I, I felt like pretty straightforward character. Got it over relatively quick. You could sort of work out what it was all about without really knowing too much. So I, I think he did well with that. Yeah. Um, uh, the, 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 I didn't say Simon Says, but it felt quite silly. Um, but, you know, gives gives you kind of some sort of uh, feel for who he is and what he's doing. Um, exactly. 
Yeah, no, I mean it was a, it was a, it was a, a, a good enough, solid enough showing from him for uh, for an initial outing. I thought. No, no, hundred um, percent agreed. So basically, he asked for a partner to come out. Uh, super crazy, come out. Uh, he wasn't best pleased, uh, but the match sort of happened. Fairly decent first showing for him. Obviously, crazy the match is always going to help. Nose and Chetty are growing as a tag team. Uh, I guess it makes sense that Nova and Chetty won, but it's just sort of still a bit, you know, okay kind of thing. Yeah, I mean, he's 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 cowardly heel, makeshift partner. You know, more likely to go off into a feud with. Well, you've kind of got two ways, isn't he? Either continues to bring out random partners to go at, at Nova and Chetty, or he goes after Crazy for costing him the match. Yeah, exactly. So, um, yeah, Diamond takes the, the fall and they move on. We got highlights from um, Tajiri attacking Taz from a couple of weeks ago, just so you're up to date with that sort of story. And then we got a fairly long promo from Taz to finish off the show. Yeah. Um, and again, it's, it's you know, there needs to be less is more with some of these. Um, and and they really just don't get there with some of it. Um, I think, I think Taz is, is, is an absolutely brilliant talker. You know, that's, that's not a secret. That's, that's, you know, not a hot take. Um, but I do think that, that, you know, he could have, he, would have been even better if they'd just kind of um, pulled him together a little bit more, you know, kind of got him to cut down a little bit. Again, they just they just would have benefited so much from a little bit of editing here and there um, because it's a good promo. And then it kind of meanders and loops and goes around and comes back and goes around. And, you know, you, you end up kind of, forgetting what he was saying in the first five minutes because the last 12 have been kind of a little bit kind of, and another thing. And that reminds me. And now I'm talking about it. I feel that. Yeah, no, it's um, kind of weird, obviously continuing the feud with Tajiri, but also trying to get his hands on Carino. And yeah, I said, it's, it's a good promo, but it's like, Similar to um, for long-term listeners, what we used to say about sort of Scorpio and things like that. Scorpio was a good promo, but Scorpio, you know, was never a, a four-minute promo like he's made to be sometimes, where it's just like, I'll just yeah. talk for four minutes. If you just gave him like one minute, he always had like good points and he got to him. Um, it was solid. After that, it was just sort of a rambling sort of filler that you almost like to feel... Sorry for him because you could always imagine Heyman in the background going, "Uh huh, come on, yep, yeah, uh huh, yep, yeah, perfect, uh huh." And I felt that bit with Taz with this one, like you said, it just um, I, I just the, the feud's flying, it's plodding, it just doesn't warrant an intense promo. And I find ECW started now more than ever bringing up past superstars. They never really did it before to yeah. this. To this extent, but now every time it's just like I've beaten Shane Douglas, I've beaten Bam Bam Bigelow, and it's just like yeah, but you know, uh, the problem is to, to justify, but sort of 
Warren Lee was quite, I don't know, it's weird. Yeah, and, and, and you know, and, and you're absolutely right. But the problem is all of those things bring up, instead of kind of giving the Taz bona fides and this is my resume and look at all the people I beat, all it does is remind me that they're not there anymore. And instead of seeing a feud with Shane Douglas or a feud with Bam Bam or one of these really hot feuds where it felt like Taz was in jeopardy or, you know, getting getting kind of outplayed or, or, or any of these things, I've got Taz begging people for fights. Yeah, it's weird. I mean, I mean, it's just such a legit world champion. He really does come across like he's a bad motherfucker. Like they must, I don't know, I just I don't know who'd put and, him against. And this but. is the thing, but if you tell the story of, you know, he has to chase people down because um you know, no one will come to him. Um you know, I I'll buy that. If you if you tell me the story that you know, the only reason he's got this piece of shit belt is because you know, there's a target that comes with this belt, and I want the target. I want people coming to me because it's a lot easier for me to for, for me to wait for them to come to me than me to have to try and chase them. So bring your best because I'll knock you all down. Um, but instead, we've kind of yeah got this weird thing of of you know he's he's building this feud with Tajiri. Tajiri kicked him once. He's murdered him every other time. It's like it's not over. It's not over. I've not finished yet. It's like, but what what what's left to to prove? You've 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 beaten him clean. You've destroyed him to the point that you know Tajiri's coming out with like a ton of tape over his mouth. Um, yeah. Where's the where's the where's the peril? Where's the you know why why do I want to see you have that match again? Outside of the fact that it'll be a great match because they're two great wrestlers, but on a storyline point. What's the what's the what's the purpose? You know, on a storyline point, like you said, it doesn't make a lot of sense because it purely should have been like Tajiri getting tired of the mist or you know getting up a hand and pissing off so much they wanted to face him again, not just because. Yeah. Um, but yeah, that was the end of the shows. Overall, there was there were some good moments. Um, like we said, I feel like we're sort of just headed in the middle of nowhere at the moment. But I, I know that yeah. there's, there's a lot of um, there's arrivals and departures coming up in a few weeks. And so a brand new TV deal that they're trying to hit off for. Yeah, it's and and a, and a pay per view. Yeah, got a lot, I guess. But um, but it just means that what we're seeing at the moment continues to be that kind of very strange you know, just kind of everything ticks along. We don't want it to, to heat up or move too quickly. So we're all just going to kind of let it, let it bubble along a little bit kind of thing. Yeah, no, most definitely. Um, Jay, what is your match pick of the week? I mean, for the second week in a row, it's not the the deepest of choices yeah um i i'm gonna go with um i, I mean you know 
the Dudleys and RVD versus the Impact players and Jerry Lynn in a six-man tag match where everyone just hates everyone should have been incredible. Should have been yeah. nailed on from a match of the week. You know, nothing is going to come close to it. Yeah, we didn't actually get it. I can't really pick a match that we we kind of had hyped and then didn't actually get. No. Um. So I'm going to go for uh, Tajiri and Little Guido. Um. Partly because I thought technically it was you know a good match. They don't disappoint with what they do. Um. And partly because for the first time in what feels like an age, Francine had something to do. And I don't think it was the yeah. right thing to do. I, I you know, I, I still am disappointed that she's with Tommy Dreamer because she just feels like a random add-on yeah. rather than anything else. You know, Dreamer doesn't, you know, acknowledge her for a few huge chunks of it, let alone anything else. Um in the same way that he didn't acknowledge Bueller, really. Um, but at least, you know, she had something to do and, and, you know, she looked amazing and everyone knows that, you know, she's, she's sassy all day long and I love sassy. So I'm going to go with uh, Tajiri versus Little Guido for all of those reasons. Boom. Um, yeah, as always. Great choice. If you want to get involved in the conversation, you can simply at underscore sports arena on Twitter or Instagram. Uh, we're talking all things extreme. Uh, obviously, always searching for the hashtag, throwing out retweets, likes, throwing out stories, whatever we can do to get the conversation going. And um, yeah, I guess we'll be back next week to find out how this all unfolds. I'm sure it'll be fine. If I haven't been released in the week. Oh, yeah, if you being released. Which is always a possibility. Could happen. Do you want to do it? Well, be released. Oh. Oh. Your big, the other bit. This is your big high spot, yeah. High spot? Well, that's coming up, isn't it? Um, <laughs> yes. Well, like Rob Van Dam, that was the whole fucking show.